You're listening to Irish Radio Canada at Home and Abroad and the Ottawa Irish Film Festival is coming up at the end of the month and that is on the 29th, 30th and 31st of March. Uh, it is traditional now that it is the last weekend in March and it is held at the Arts Court which is now a beautiful new space right downtown in Ottawa. And the closing movie this year is Lost and Found and the director of that is Liam O'Mochain and the story is about seven strangers with very different stories but they have one thing in common they're all searching for something and doesn't that sound familiar their lives unexpectedly intertwine at the lost and found office of an Irish train station and I can just imagine it now Uh, you go into um, Amien Street Station, or you go into one of these, and the chaos and that would be going on there. Liam, Tafal Chirot, and welcome, and thanks a million oh, for taking the time. Uh, Austin, thank you so much. You make that film sound so interesting. It's great. I was going, oh, I must go see that. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing this because. Oh, great, great. We <laughs> seem to be re- really enjoying it so far, particularly um, in the States at festivals that I've screened at. People, particularly an older audience, just really, really adore it. Well, I have to tell you, Liam, what struck me uh, as I was listening, uh, going through that description there, uh, travelling on the train here in Canada is very civilised in every respect. And if you went to the lost and found at Union Station in Toronto, I would imagine it would be very civilised. Whereas I get the sense that going into the lost and found uh, up at Houston Station might not be quite as civilised. Well, it's not quite what you think it is. Um, when you go into the one at Houston Station, it's just a small. It's it's in the office of of somebody. Um, it's at the back of their office, and somebody had said to me that you see that black bag there. That's the lost and found, uh, and that was up in um, that was up in I think that was in that was in Houston, yeah. But um, they used to have a much bigger one, and but they do have one in Connolly as well. And then there's also ones in the bus stations. There's ones in the airport. So it depends on what people bring in and how much space they need, you know. But right. they certainly were able to give me a lot of advice on the type of material and the type of person that was coming in and what they were looking for. And I think where I'm coming from in a way is that the Irish personality in an environment like that would be very different than the uh, Canadian personality. Oh yeah, it it may not be as civilised if there's something you really need that you lost. And there may be at times that you may well be blaming somebody and saying, even though it's not actually their fault. It's actually quite similar. We have a very, very similar uh, temperament and personality to the Italians. You know, where we just shout and scream and then sort of apologise afterwards. (laughs) <laughs> but the Irish have a tendency to be a lot more colourful in their language. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course. And you're assuming that you're going to get the the, the, the item back. Um, and then you're also assuming that you can get the item, uh, even if you even if you uh, can't really show, you know, that it's yours or whatever, you know. So there's, there was cer- certainly a lot of colourful characters that I heard about. But I also did research on lost and found offices in the States and in other countries around the world. And you'd be surprised, or you wouldn't be surprised, that the materials are very, very similar, as in, you know, phones, hats, umbrellas, the odd crutches, the odd wheelchair, uh, wedding dresses... Uh, and and stuff like that that you just wouldn't other th- stuff that you wouldn't expect you know right right so what uh, a little bit about yourself Liam 
uh, and the movie industry, the music movie business, what got you into it and when did you get into it? Um, well, I started first uh, as an actor and I, I studied theatre in, in Galway in, in an in organisation called the Galway Youth Theatre. And then I was with the National Youth Theatre and then I did some training with Gacy School of Acting in Dublin. Then I got into, I was doing plays, doing uh, stage plays, radio plays. Then I got into TV and then um, and then I started working in radio as well as a producer, presenter and all that kind of stuff. And that's kind of been, that's half of my job during the year is, is making radio programs, documentaries and stuff like that. And then the other half is writing scripts and putting films together or being in other people's films or, or TV shows or sketches or whatever, you know. Right. So, yeah, I've been doing it for about 27 years now. So I take it you're a West of Ireland man if you started out in Galway. I did. I'm from Connemara, and um, yeah, I started out there. And um, I suppose I got into filmmaking because, you know, as an actor, you're kind of looking for better parts. You kind of go, well, I can do a better job than that. I can write a better part. And then you realize that what you do write, you know, may or may not be good. It's certainly not what you imagined that you would write. And the type of films that I like are not necessarily the ones that I write, if you know what I mean. You know what I mean? You may be influenced by other filmmakers, and there may be some traits there, but you end up with your own, hopefully your own style. Um, and and mine has kind of been quirky sort of Irish comedies um, with sort of some drama in them or drama with quirkiness, if you know what I mean. Even when I try to make something quite serious, there still ends up being a sort of a, a thread of quirkiness in it, in the tone. And then uh, this particular movie, a lot of directors that I uh, seem to see start out maybe by doing shorts and putting their toe on the water with shorts and then working up towards a full feature. I did both. I did, um, I did a short first in 96 and it was a story... My my um I grew up in in the west of Ireland and I was fostered into an Irish uh, family into the Gaeltacht when I had no Irish and I just moved straight into this house when I was three or three or something like that and hadn't a word of Irish and then started learning Irish when I was five but my foster mother was was had a lot of stories like she if she was around now she'd be ninety seven so she had a lot of Shanachie stories so right. she t- used to tell me loads of stories and I used to travel around Galway and Ireland telling stories at different festivals and stuff. And the first short film that I made was actually made from one of those stories, the sort of rich man, poor man, the two brothers, where one is trying to con the other one out of out of out of everything, you know, uh, everything but the wife. Um, so, um, you know, so I, I kind of had an interest in folklore and that kind of um, uh, stuff, and and that was my first film. So I did that as a short, and then I did a feature, and then I went did another short, and then back to a feature, and then this, of course, this film is very much like it's like seven short movies because they all have to stand alone, they all have their own separate stories, but they must connect together as one full piece as well. Okay, and <clears throat> I noticed in the little blurb as well it says that there, while well, you're just saying there's seven separate stories, the word intertwined appears. Yeah. So yeah. if there's seven separate stories, do you, do these seven characters uh, come? They do, yeah. into each they other. Do. They, they, they share stories. All the uh, segments share stories and share characters. Okay. So the first story is set in the Lost and Found office over one day. And all the people that come in are the main characters of the other stories. And then when somebody's a main character in one, they may be a supporting character in another, they may be a cameo in another, 
or you may hear something about them in another story. Okay. So there's about 21 main sort of uh, actors in it, right. and they're in at least two to three of the stories with their same character. And you find out little things. Sometimes you'll find out something really small that you didn't think that you were going to find out, and you find out later on, and it makes you think. And it makes you maybe want to go back and look at the film again and go, ah, yes. That's what was happening there. Not that it's confusing at all, but there's little hidden stuff in there that you will you might get on a second or third viewing of going, ah, oh, so that's how. Or it makes you want to go back and say, well, how did that happen? But they all they all have to be their own stories, and but the characters do jump from story to story. So when you say it in that context as well, then the while everyone has to stand on their own two feet, um, the flow of something like that would be evolutionary uh, in some way uh, or as, as you were while you would have had a concept and a script did it evolve as the process was happening in, in the yeah, actual film yes, yes, and, yes and no I started out with 10 stories and out of those 10 stories 5 of them survived 5 of them made it into it and two new ones happened during the process where I'd hear a story or something that I really liked and I'd, I amalgamated that into it. So I had a sort of a big board and I had like things sketched out of stories. And you kind of have to also, when you do something like this, there has to be a flow in it. There has to be, you can't just have, you know, happy, 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 sad, 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 depressing. You know, there has to be sort of a, you need to watch the characters, you need to watch the stories, and you need to watch the tone of the whole film. So it has to flow really nicely. Also, you can't have a story, uh, you, it, certain stories have to happen before other stories because obviously if something happens later on, you can't show that first, you know. So there was a lot of that stuff behind the scenes. And of course, I had five years of, of filming, you know, so I had three to four days of filming on each segment, and then I'd have six months of working on post-production just on that one segment, and I had time to think about it. Sometimes I might see, some, sometimes there might have been a character, or there was somebody who wasn't a character, who had one line or something, or had a look, and I was going, I'm going to bring that person back in another story, because I kind of like what they did there, or it, it, it sort of gave me an idea for something else. So there was a certain amount of evolving, but, there, but you had to have, you know, a plan in place, and something to stick to, and then be able to change that. So when you say it took that amount of time, so from initial production to completion, how much time, what, what are we looking at on the calendar? Uh, five, five years. So five then, years. that begs the question in a way, was there some, anything that you recorded, particularly five, four years in the, that early stage, that was highly humorous and relevant at the time, but by the time you came to final production that it may have lost its edge no no I hope not I hope <laughs> not no because I went for people's individual stories right. and individual stories never change right you know, everybody has their own history, their own story, and their own way of connecting with people. And it was about the stories first and foremost, and then you found the characters that would fit within that story. So you might have a story, you know, where um, where the the guy has, uh, or you know, it's, it's, you might have a story where the guy is proposing to his girlfriend, and then I had a wedding story, a separate wedding story, but I decided to have one of the two main characters from the proposal being in the wedding, well, actually both of them being in the wedding story, to use the same characters, if you know what I mean, in these two t separate stories and to make them um, to, to make them very much connected. And you see them at different stages. They're, they're not one after the other, if you know what I mean. Like, the, 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 
the proposal story is, is the um, is the third story in, and the wedding story is the seventh story. So you get a bit of time to think about it and see the other stories, then you come back to them. So there's a lot of coming back to people, if you know what I mean. So, Liam, I'm really looking forward to seeing this movie, and I, I understand you're coming to Ottawa. I am coming to Ottawa to do an introduction and a Q&A, yeah. and I always really love coming to both festivals and to screenings of films because you just don't know what you're going to get. Audience react to things in different ways, in different places uh, around the world, and also in different places in the movie. So uh, it'll be very interesting, and I think the reason that people particularly like this film everywhere that it's been shown so far is that it's bringing you back to stories and bringing you back to people and letting people have an opportunity to tell their story. And I think that's, we've kind of lost that in films, and we've lost that in general in, in, in a lot of ways in life, where, you know, as I was saying to you the other day, you'll have a family out, even a family out at a restaurant, and they're all on their phone. They're not talking to each other. So there's a lot of that, and I want it. And there's actually pretty much no technology in this film at all, as in there's nobody on their phone. There's none of that. So I didn't want to date it. I wanted to give it. And then, of course, a lot of reviewers are kind of saying, well, it's bringing you back to the style era of 1970s, 1980s without you doing that because I think as soon as you start putting technology and you date something, so if you decide not to have it in there at all, I, there is a mobile phone in at one point but it, it's kind of needed for a device if you know what I mean, right. but it's about stories and people Right. Well Liam, it's been fabulous having a chat with you, the details again are, it's the Irish Film Festival of Ottawa and if you want to go onto the website it's www.irishfilmfestivalottawa.com Dot CA. It's running at the Arts Court, and that is March 29, 30, and 31st. This is the closing movie. Uh, we've been chatting with Limo Mokhan, and it is uh, screening at uh, 8, uh, sorry, no. 5 p.m. on Sunday, March 31st, and the title of the movie is Lost and Found Lim. Gramila Mila Mila Mahakat. Thank you so much for the interview. As I say, we could have done it in either language.